Hello and welcome to Markets Extra, the podcast where we discuss what's moving markets and what makes traders tick. My name is Han Tan, market analyst at FXTM. First episode of 2021, so it's a good time to give you a heads up about some major themes for this year. And to help us do just that, I'm joined by our chief market strategist, Hussein Syed. Hussein, once again, a very happy new year to you, sir. Happy New Year, Han, and uh, it's always a great pleasure to be on your podcast and exchanging roles. Uh, yesterday you were uh, my, my guest, and today I'm yours. Uh, <laughs> does this count as quid pro quo? No. <laughs> <laughs> we are all above board, right? So yeah, we're good. But on a personal note though, how has 2021 been treating you so far? Or is it much of the same as from last year, you think? We're just the second week of 2021. Uh, when looking at the global events, it doesn't seem very different from 2020. But I hope that we get one thing in 2021 is get rid of the pandemic. I mean, this is what we all wish for. Uh, so far, it's been good, to be honest. I'm, I'm uh, very happy to be able to send my little kid back to nursery. Uh, he's two and a half years old and he was almost in all my Zoom meetings for the past couple of weeks uh, after he knew how to break into my office at home. So he's always uh, spending some good time analyzing the markets, reading the charts. Uh, so probably he's getting into the business at a very early age. But yeah, so far, so far it's good. Hopefully in the next two weeks, I also get vaccinated. So looking forward to travel the globe again. Uh, it's been almost one year without travel. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Man, I must say your 2021 is looking a whole lot better than mine already. Now, for those of you listening right now, just for reference, Hussein is joining us live from Dubai while I am in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, and we are just in the second day of our second lockdown. So we had a lockdown for about three months in 2020, and we're kicking off 2021 with yet another lockdown. So Hussein, I envy your start to 2021. Obviously, 2021 has been kinder to you than it has been to me here. Yeah, I'm sorry to hear that, Han, but, <laughs> but yeah, it, indeed it is. I mean, Dubai, where I live now, we no longer feel this kind of lockdown. I mean, the only thing different is everybody is wearing masks, but you know, it's almost like life back to, to normal, business as usual. So yeah, it's, it's much better than uh, when, the, when the pandemic started back in March. Yeah. And speaking about business as usual, in the global financial markets, it looks like investors have had plenty to digest in just the first two weeks, right? So just to do a quick recap of the past fortnight, you got Democrats sweeping the Georgia Senate runoffs, right? That surprise oil supply cut by Saudi Arabia. And then, of course, who can forget those mobs that breached Capitol Hill and are now leading to President Trump being impeached for a second time just a few hours before this podcast. So it's only mid-January, right? And already we've had so much to digest. And do you think this kind of pace will continue for the rest of the year? God forbid. <laughs> Hopefully not, Han. But yeah, as, as you said, it is kind of terrifying, especially watching these mob attacks on the Capitol uh, last Wednesday, well, last Wednesday, uh, 
probably you could only believe this uh, can be seen in, in Hollywood movies, but yeah, it turned into, into reality. And if you even go back like three or four months ago, who expected that uh, Democrats will win the two seats in, in Georgia? And yet it happened again. But yeah, let's hope that things will calm down probably after inauguration day for uh, Biden, although we cannot... Uh, make sure that there won't be some violence uh, on the 20th of Jan, which is a risk that we might need to consider as well in the markets. But yeah, as you can see so far, markets have ignored much of these big events, whether it is the mob attack or uh, the democratic sweep. Uh, Again, uh, few expected that it won't have a market impact when we have Democrats uh, having the presidency, the Senate and the House. Uh, and yet the markets continue to reach record highs. In 2020, nobody expected to see this kind of market moves. Of, of course, nobody expected COVID, but even the response uh, to COVID by markets, nobody has expected to, to be in, in such a fashion, whether it is the the big fall in in stocks and then the huge recovery that we've seen afterwards. And that's why I'm a little reluctant to do like, or to provide like big forecasts for for, for this year. Uh, But yeah, this is our job and we need to make our best to do so. Hussein, if you had to pick one theme that dominates the year ahead, what would it be? What are you most looking out for? I think if, if I am to pick a theme, it's going to be emerging markets. I prefer it much more than developed markets uh, in general, uh, especially the Northern Asian, uh, which they managed to limit the virus quite swiftly uh, than their developed uh, fears. And this, as you can see, led to significant inflows uh, to their uh, countries. And now with the vaccine developments, it looks like like the positive vibes will spread further uh, into other surrounding economies within Asia. And looking into China, which also continues to ease liquidity, commodity prices, you know, which is associated with the reflation trade, will also go higher. So overall, I think that if we continue to see this trend of stronger commodities, which generally also imply uh, into a weakening U.S. dollar, uh, while much of the emerging uh, world benefits from exporting raw materials, their currencies and equity markets are likely to continue appreciating. So this is one of the themes that I like for 2021. I would agree with that theme, right? But then I think there's a caveat here and that caveat would be we might have to wait for a bit more, right? Because aside from China, you are seeing South Korea, for example, still struggling with the virus curbing measures. You are seeing Japan also trying to reintroduce or roll out some of these uh, measures. So in short, Japan and Korea, they're still struggling with the effects of the pandemic, right? But I I think if you could just narrow it down a little bit when you say North Asia, how much of that is centered on China? It's a lot, lot centered on, on China. If, if I look at Asia in general uh, and, and compare it, let's say, to the US. So US is also having the same difficulties controlling the, the COVID-19, although probably their vaccination might be a little bit faster than uh, Asian uh, countries. However, when I look at the U.S., it's kind of very tricky to me, especially with the current valuations. I mean, few can argue that valuations are extremely overstretched now. Uh, Probably you can justify it. 
even myself, I can justify it by looking at the even more expensive bond markets now. Uh, but, but the question now becomes, I mean, will earnings be fast enough to bring valuations back to earth before interest rates begins to rise or price need to be corrected the downside to become reasonable? I mean, this is going to be a very tricky situation for most investors, uh, asset managers, portfolio managers and, and hedge funds. Meanwhile, when I look at Asian economies, I can find like more reasonable uh, value equities to put in the portfolio at this stage when compared to, to other markets. But do you really think that this year, all of a sudden, market participants will actually change their mindsets? Because we know that a big theme from 2020 was uh, this... Uh, exuberance within the investing community whereby they were abandoning all these kind of fundamental ways of valuing stocks and it just became this unrelenting climb upwards. So what do you think is going to make them actually shift their mindsets and think, okay, this year I'm actually going to start looking at the fundamentals as opposed to perhaps the kind of FOMO slash, um, you know, momentum trades that we saw in uh, 2020. I mean, listen, to, to get back completely to fundamentals, this will never happen again. There's always the behavioral aspect and sentiment aspect of the market, which will continue to dominate from time to time. However, I think the big thing is real interest rates. Are they going to reverse to normal levels faster than growth in corporate earnings? There will be a risk of steep correction sometime in the future if we see interest rates start rising. I mean, like timing such kind of incident is almost impossible. We never know when, when it could happen. But I think there are so many risk events that could lead to such kind of scenario, especially in the next couple of um, weeks and months. Uh, one of them is inflation. Start seeing inflation creeping higher. And, and of course, you know, uh, when markets now expect that interest rates will only go uh, higher in 2024 and pull their expectations back to 2022, this is going to change all the uh, calculations now in, in, in the market. I mean, as for now, looking at the yesterday's figures, consumer prices in the U.S. only rose by 0.4%. In line with expectations, uh, year on year, it's still 1.4%. So it doesn't seem a big risk. But when I look at what the bond markets are pricing, our fixed income instruments, they are seeing much higher inflations for the probably for next year. Yeah, and you raise a very good point there because if I had to pick one theme, one major theme uh, to look out for in 2021 will be the Fed response to a potential outperformance of the US economy. We are hours away from... President-elect Joe Biden outlining what some media reports are saying could be $2 trillion in fiscal stimulus. And I think there are still some question marks over what the uh, fiscal stimulus would actually do to inflationary pressures. And even before this announcement, we had seen since last week, the chatter in the markets has been centered around, well, how would the Fed respond when the U.S. economy outperforms because of all these swaths of fiscal stimulus of monetary policy stimulus. So and I would have narrowed it down to, uh, to that, right? And I was actually caught out by how quickly that conversation happened in 2021. I expected the conversation to happen sometime this year, for sure. But I didn't think it would be happening within the first week of January, Right? And then we saw yields just really break through that 1% mark. You saw gold prices tumbling, dollars seeing a re rebound. Do you see that as a real risk? 
I think the bigger risk as well now, before we start thinking about inflation is, are we going to have this pandemic under control? As you mentioned, you are currently now on lockdown in South Korea. China uh, also hit a five month high in terms of uh, uh, cases. So there's like big concerns that the virus is uh, resurfacing in, in this region. And my, my other concern is, are we going to th- see another kind of mutation? which could not respond to the vaccine. Probably we haven't thought about this yet, but if, if this was the case, then we're again in a crisis. Uh, so all, all of these uh, you know, factors need to be taken into consideration. But when it comes to inflation itself, even if you're not going to get like very high inflation, the numbers of 5%, some economists now are expecting like inflation to be next year around 5%. Uh, even if we get like a two to three percent inflation, the Fed needs to take action because they cannot allow the economy to uh, overheat that much. Yeah, so they have stated that they are willing to tolerate an inflation overshoot, but we still don't know what that actually means in numerical terms, right? So it's certainly a wait and see game, and we may not have to wait that long because, again, at the time of this recording, we are hours away, not just from President-elect Joe Biden announcing his plans for more fiscal stimulus, but also hours away from Fed Chair Jerome Powell perhaps commenting on what the Fed policy framework would look like and uh, you know how that would actually translate into potential future actions if the pandemic in the U.S. is uh, finally under control because of the vaccine rollout and we don't see that mutated strain of COVID-19. You know, and, and look, markets are always forward-looking, right, Hussein? We all know this. So it seems like they're pricing in this uh, perfect story already, this perfect confluence of positive factors. One, you've got the pandemic under control by way of vaccine. And two, the fiscal stimulus does its job. And then three, it actually leads to rising inflationary pressures or in the Fed's case, they want to see an inflation overshoot, right? So that is the narrative that markets are holding to right now. It could still be derailed. We'll just have to wait and see how 2021 uh, progresses. So yeah, for the same reasons that you mentioned, we cannot time the market. When is a correction due? So markets are pricing everything for perfection at this stage, uh, stimulus, uh, low inflation, Fed support, uh, fiscal uh, packages, you know, that they're coming soon. Uh, so you have all these aspects which continuing to push the markets higher. The bulls are remain in charge. Uh, but any kind of policy mistake, or it couldn't be a mistake, but just, you know, announcing the, the term tapering, it's time to start tapering our asset purchases, uh, leading to much higher bond yields, then this alone could cause something similar to what Bernanke had caused uh, back... Uh, 2013 taper tantrum, right? Exactly. And this is where the term started. I think Powell, he will be very cautious to announce any kind of tapering at this stage. But at one point, if they believe that the economy is back to recovery mode and inflation could start creeping higher, then they will announce it. Probably they will take like baby steps towards it, but 
this idea itself, it could change the perspectives in the market. Oh, certainly. And we're already seeing some green shoots of that just in the first two weeks of uh, 2021. So, uh, Hussein, with the little time that we have left, so uh, perhaps you can just uh, list down other key asset classes that you're looking at. So you mentioned emerging markets. Are we talking uh, bonds because of the search for yields? Are we talking about equities? Are we talking about the commodity space? What kind of particular asset classes are you most paying attention to? So commodities, I'm bullish on commodities in, in general. I think OPEC and their friends, they are managing supply quite well, and I think they will continue to be in the near future. However, I don't think that there's going to be much appreciation in price of, of oil, probably in the range of 65 by year end. But overall, commodities, whether it is uh, iron ore, uh, or other other you know uh, industrial metals could continue to benefit from this, but mainly I'm looking at equities and specifically value equities, which couldn't catch up with the growth ones that we've seen in the uh, past several months. So this is what I'd be focusing on in emerging markets equities. Again, just to recap, 2021, you're looking at emerging markets, you're looking at value stocks, again, that rotation away from growth and perhaps away from the uh, US equities space. And obviously that is contingent on the world or at least major economies getting a firm grip on the pandemic. Great points there. Do you have any other you know, final thoughts that perhaps we may have missed out on that you really want to share with our audience about what to expect for 2021? I mean, the, the thing that I'm just worried about when I look at uh, asset classes is what's happening to some stocks, which I believe it's kind of unbelievable. Uh, I look at Tesla stock and I was doing some research and, and comparing it with what happened back in uh, the dot-com bubble back in 1999-2000. I believe none of the stocks that we've saw, it's seen like Microsoft, I think, Amazon back then, uh, Cisco, it grew like 800% in one year, especially with such kind of uh, uh, market cap for Tesla. This can lead me to say that in some places in the market, Yes, we are seeing bubbles. Uh, other markets are overstretched, but not necessarily we can call them a bubble. But I, I, I believe there are some bubbles being here and there. Uh, Bitcoin is another asset class or cryptocurrencies in general that they are worrying me somehow. Uh, although like we have like big investment banks, JP Morgan giving a price tag for Bitcoin. Uh, at $146,000 uh, uh, in the long future. I don't know how do they come with these kind of valuations. I don't know why it's not 140 or 150, it's $146,000. Although we still don't have this kind of quantitative ways to be able to quantify the intrinsic value of such kind of assets. But here I'm seeing some kind of uh, warning signals, which should be careful about. We shoulder that burden eh, to make sure that we keep our clients and our audience members you know, well aware about these potential downside risks. We have to constantly remain vigilant and hopefully we will actually heed those words throughout 2021. Sure, it promises plenty of upside, but as Hussein mentioned, we got to be cautious about some potential downsides and watch out for some pockets of bubbles as well. Hussein, one final question though. If you're allowed to travel overseas in 2021, where's the first place you're headed? Malaysia, probably to see you. Huh? <laughs>
dude, look, you don't have to curry favor with me, man. Like, I think just... I've already, I've already, I'm already going to book my first trip. Uh, it's going to be in June. Uh, this is going to be Monaco. I, I'm chairing a conference there uh, in June, and then I'm gonna go through Switzerland, Italy, uh, France. Take like a two weeks tour by a car. Um, this is the plan. <laughs> Okay, that's a great place to stop this podcast now because my envy for you has just gone through the roof over the past 10 seconds or so. But all joking aside, thank you so much, Hussein, for being on this episode. And may 2021 be kinder to us all. Thank you for your insights. Now, be sure to follow us here on Markets Extra. We'll be dropping two new episodes per month and you can find Markets Extra on your favorite podcast platforms. Also, check out our daily market analysis that's posted on our website. It's www.fxtm.com. Uh, Hussein posts it there on Mondays and Thursdays, and I post it basically every weekday during the Asian morning session. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Until next time, I'm Han Tan for FXTM.